Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Pull up with a lemon. Like a city living. It's just your ass getting the city. And this ain't the script. Wait a minute. Motherfucker, we ain't finished. I told you we won't stop. A nigga about a business. Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that was pretty appropriate. Um, um you know, because niggas about a business. Agreed. Both of us. Praise the Lord, niggas. Habarigani. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> Ujoma. <laughs> Umoja. It's Emoja. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. All right. Eventually. That's what you say. Eventually. Said, yeah. Welcome back, uh, ladies and ladies and germs, to another episode of Getting Grown <laughs> with Jade and Kia, where we discuss all things adulting. The triumphs, the tragedies, the tests, the trials, and, and the tuition. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, the tuition that we have to pay, the taxes, all of the things that come with being an adult. Not an adult, but an adult. Because when you reach a... The tracks. The the tracks. Tracks. Indeed. I'm so glad that um, you brought that up. I think that um, that'll be funny when we read our shout out to my sis today. Absolutely. Sure, indeed. Sure, indeed. But what's cracking? What's going on in your world, sis? How uh, does it go? How goes it? You know, 2018 is starting off with a work bang. A work bang. Tons of work bang. This is the third job I'm doing for the day, recording. Because it's lots of catering, lots of work. So it's good. I'm not going to complain about it because it's what I need. Indeed. And uh, I have two more jobs to do after we record. Because what is sleep? Same. Same. What is sleep? (laughs) What is that? It's not necessary. It's, uh, It's a luxury for... Yes, it's a total luxury, but uh, yes. that's awesome. I'm glad the year is starting off, um, starting off well. I think we're setting the tone for how it's going to be in 2018, and I'm just trying to get my ducks in a row. You know what I'm saying? I want to be. I want to. I don't want to hey. miss the wave. I gotta. I gotta be in line. So, um, I'm trying to be out here uh, doing this good work, and um, we're just gonna get it done. So, same. Yeah, man. I mean, life is life in. Uh, we're about uh, seven, eight days, nine days, I guess, when y'all, when this uh, goes up into the new year. <laughs> um, and my mama's calling me. <laughs> it's okay, though. Hey girl. hey, girl. She doesn't know. I'm busy, sis. I'll call you later. <laughs> um, you go hit her with a can, I'll call you back. <laughs> she's just, she's doing so much. I was like, what is that beeping I'm hearing? That's my mom calling. But I thought it was me. Well, you know, yeah, this is what you get when you sign up to listen to Getting Grown with Jaden Kia. All of our, uh, this is real life happening. It's happening right now. It is. So, yeah, man, um, let's just jump right into it because, you know, we got stuff to do. Um, so I, I think the taking out of the trash will be pretty simple um, because, uh, I mean, if you're ready, it's just about, I'm it's ready. about four or five things. Uh, simple one line kind of synopsis. 
So uh, evidently, all the people showed up to the um, Golden Globes in their finest funeral black. To yes, um, time was time up. was up, and you know everyone looked amazing. I think that black is. I love my blackness, and I love blackness. Uh, I love black clothes, Same. so um, I enjoyed seeing all of the black dresses um, and black suits and um, all the things. Uh, it was just so good. It's black is so chic. It looks good on just about everybody. Um, and just, just about. about, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be inclusive, but still realistic. Cause, uh, <laughs> you know, some, some of us don't have the range, but we're out here doing no. the best that we can. Um, so yeah, all the people, uh, came in there good black and time was up and Oprah slayed the golden globes. She preached her initial sermon. She did. And my soul was saved. She did. Same. Um, I, I, yes, I get I it. Was- However, oh, here we go. Stop with Oprah 2020. Uh, listen, that lady don't want to be that's president. That's what I'm going to say. Oprah, slay the Golden Globes. As such, the nation wants her to run for the presidency of the United States. I have some feelings about that. I think that, you know, um, it's clear. Maybe it's maybe it's a result of our current administration and just how how um, our our government systems <laughs> have just played out over the last few years. I think we've all gotten to it. We're just tired and we just like anybody for president. Um, while I do feel like Oprah is super qualified to do many, 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 many things as she's proven by how successful she's been, uh, everybody who can, you know, has good sense and who can string a sentence together should not be the president of the United States. <laughs> I think that if anything that this administration has taught us is that, you know, you can be president of the United States with zero qualifications. So like now anyone who is qualified or, you know, competent and, uh, you know, <laughs> can do things like get to work on time. We're just like, Oh man. Uh, I think Noah could be president. this 2020. <clears throat> Honestly. I mean, we got to like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that we as a nation over doesn't deserve. No. <laughs> No. I mean, she doesn't like she's she's worked. No, no, I don't mean to say it like that. I'm just saying no, like, I know she what deserves you greater. She deserves, she deserves greater. And I mean, honestly, why would she take the pay cut? That that Narnia that she built is is plenty fine. Like I, you know, it's fine. She doesn't want the stress. And this is coming from a person who was not the biggest fan of Oprah. But I do respect it. She don't want to be president. She don't need to be president. Y'all need to just leave that alone. Has no she Oprah. like has mm-hmm. she formally responded? Has she said anything? think so i think she's like i'm just gonna let them chitter chatter and yabba let, yabba. Let, let the young people <laughs> let the young people yeah. talk about this because i am over here making billions of dollars right um, nbc tweeted oprah 2020 um and donald trump's son mm. uh you know all his titties got in a bunch because uh tied he seems to think that um his ragged daddy is actually more <laughs> qualified than oprah to be the president, talking about how disrespectful and how biased the media is against Donald Trump. It's like, nigga, nobody made this. Like, first of all, let's not make this about coconuts. Right. Donald Trump is now getting to work every day at 11 a.m. Like because he got to get these tweets off. Because, you know, he he can't even get himself to work <laughs> at 11 a.m. Because <laughs> he's sitting there like Chris Brown on the toilet, freestyling I'm in so the phone. I'm sick of it. I am... <laughs> Sick of it. He needs more downtime. That nigga been 
Oh my God. Nigga, you've been down and since time started. Like you've been, you ain't done shit. He goes to you Florida. He's shit. been on vacation like 19 times. <laughs> he goes oh. to Mar is it Mar-a-Lago? He goes there like once a month. Oh my God. Like every other week. Does nothing. He doesn't live in the White House. Nobody does. It's a desolate land. I don't even know why they got staff anymore. It is really something. It's that just shows you though that that because you know he tried to he tried to say he was very sane. <laughs> he tried to say that he was brilliant. He he tried. He said not only that, am I very sane, I, but I am a genius. I <laughs> and I was stunned. Honestly, I said. But his yeah. son speaking up shows me that not only are like y'all are all blessed. Like it's it literally got passed down because none of you are in your right minds. Oh man! Shout out to uh, uh, he was apparently he was at the um he was at the Mercedes Benz uh, Stadium in Atlanta mm-hmm. and uh, he was booed upon arrival <laughs> and uh, there's footage of him there's footage of him while the national anthem is being played and this then this Bama don't even know the words. Oh. He's like mouthing the national anthem. It's like, or he—I mean, the national anthem is playing. Whatever song he's mouthing has not been determined as of as of yet. <laughs> um, but it just blew my mind because I'm just like, this is the same man that came for Colin Kaepernick, and the way that he chose to protest the murder of black men in this country. And you don't know the words. And to you the song don't even. You want to talk about upset about? You want to talk about disrespect to the military and to the nation and all this other stuff? You know, the song is some bullshit, but you don't even know it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you don't even know it, my nigga. Like, you don't even know the words. You don't even know what you're mad about. And that that goes to Dave Chappelle's point. I'm did you? I'm sure you didn't. But the Dave Chappelle specials that came out. On I Netflix. haven't watched them yet just because I'm behind on my television in general. But it's on my to do list. It's in that's the queue. How I know you're busy. That's how I know. What? But you said so that's how I that's how I know you're busy. <laughs> I'm just saying it's in it's in the queue. It's in the queue. I'm behind on but, all programs. I'm watching like episode three. We're like episode eight or nine in the season, and I'm on like episode three. Well, okay, so I'm strength. not gonna give anything away, but he does speak about how outraged white people get and how easily outraged they get. And he's and then he tells a very funny joke about how you can basically <laughs> never mind. Anyway, watch the special. <laughs> I will. Maybe I'll cut it on while I, I say cut it on. I'm so old. Maybe I will turn I it on when I'm doing my work. Cut it off. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, cut that thing off. Cut that light off. <laughs> cut that thing. Cut that music down. Cut it down right now. Making up all that noise. I was talking to my friend Tania today. Shout out to Tania. <laughs> We were talking about how we are really old. We we know that we're getting old because things like furniture stores and furniture and appliances really excite us. Excite you. She called yes. me to tell me about this outlet that she went to. I think it was called At Home or something. It's out in Potomac Mills. It's out in Virginia. She, was talk- she literally called my phone and I could hear the glee. <laughs> she was blissful in that place talking about how many. De- they have so many aisles of decorative pillows. And I was telling her about how the most exciting thing that happened to me during the Christmas break was this cordless uh, vacuum cleaner that I purchased from Target. Ooh. Oh, my God. 
God, it is amazing. A cordless vacuum cleaner? And it has, it has a vacuum, it's a cordless vacuum cleaner. And then it has like a little detachment handy, ba- handy vac part. Right. Oh, right. What brand is that? Black and Decker. And I'm like, all the crumbs be damned. I've been vacuuming yeah. every 45 seconds in my house. It's really unreasonable. But it's literally, it's cordless. You just plug it in and charge it up. It charges in like an hour. And then you can get right back to all of the, all every, listen, y'all know I how I feel about life. vacuum lines. I've been in here getting my life. I love a vacuum line, but I don't have carpet. I just have a rug, and I literally keep a vacuum for the rug. It's so good, and I use it on the hard floors as well. But yes, I don't think it's real. And, and uh, shout out to Bobby. Me and Bobby was so we want Facetime this week, and he was just f- fumbling around his house. I'm like, "What's wrong, Bobby?" He said, "I can't find my pillbox." <laughs> he said, "That is old." He was like, "Oh, my vitamins in my pillbox," and <laughs> I was laughing at him. I said, "Because I can't even really judge you because the whole top of my refrigerator is out here looking like." Walgreens. I got every bottle, all the medications. Oh, I, I cleaned the top of my fridge. Oh, but I have me. So I went over to my friend Jasmine's house the other day and we literally sat there and looked at Pinterest pages and talked about how to save space in our living rooms. Listen, so I'm getting a whole revamp. PCE did a secret center and I had to, I had to call Crystal because we, I was like, we getting old because Crystal's, Crystal put a trash can on her secret, on her wish list. I, I heard about her wish list. I, <laughs> XD told me about her wish list. I was like, this heifer. Yes. What did he say she put on there? A plunger? <laughs> like a, a, a bougie plunger. Afford a bougie. Afford a bougie plunger. I mean, she was, and then I can't think of the, it's a very, it's a wonderful brand. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. But um, she was just like, girl, it's, it's, but is this trash? Is it not amazing? I was like, it is nice. Oh, I love it. And she already has a good trash can, so I know it has to be really good. I'm like, this is how we know but we But these own. are the things that excite me. I know I, household items excite. I cannot wait. I, like, I'm sitting here planning every room in my house lately, and I am just beyond excited to get started. Me and my mother watched uh, Fixer Upper and uh, uh, Property Brothers with, like, paper and pen. Property Brothers. I love watching those two greyhounds. They are the best. <laughs> they are the... You know they look like two... Doberman pinches. <laughs> <laughs> they look like dogs in the face, but it's okay. They're they're nice. They're nice men. They are nice. They're not ugly. And it's a they're great not show. ugly dogs, but you know they no. they have like an animal esque quality to them. They Some do. people like are a long like hound that. face. I used to fool with a guy, uh, and my friend Leslie used to be like, "That nigga look like a reptile." And I, <laughs> yes, and I, I was so angry with her because the next time I looked at him, I was like, "This nigga do got a lot of reptilian qualities." Yeah, like Car- like uh, Carly Red. She looks like a python. Look at her straight on. Leave me alone. <laughs> straight on. She looks like or or that snake from the Jungle Book. But anyway, oh. um, okay. Yeah, let's get into shout let's out to my sis. That. Let's do that right away. My sis is popping right now. Like, hola, hermana. <laughs> that always takes me. That shout out to my sis. Always. That shout out to my sister Spanish always just takes me right. Que pasa, under. hermana? Oh my god, Laura the Explorer, child, you win me. Mi hermana out. es popping. So oh, good night. Our shout out to my sister this week is actually a little different. Yeah, and I think it was. It's just. Uh, I'm so sorry. I coughed. <laughs> it's it's, fine. Fine. it's, it's not my. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
But yeah, I just this one just resonated with me. I thought that it was mm. really uh, represented the spirit of our program. So I wanted yes. to uh, I wanted to share it with you because I, I, I believe that our listeners will agree. Uh, so do you want to read it or you want me to do it? You go ahead, sis. All right. Shout out to my sis. Uh, it's a, a email that we got from um, one of our beautiful uh, supporters and listeners. She writes, ladies, first of all, I want to say how much I appreciate your show. Words cannot express how much life I get every single week from listening to your words of encouragement and abundant advice that navigates me to become a legit grown ass woman. Hey. My shout out to my sis goes out to my girl. Let's call her Sheila because I don't know her name. At the bus <laughs> stop of Crenshaw and Ro- is it Rosecrans? Ro- Ros- I think so. Ro- Rosecrans? Rose- I'm yeah. sorry. The citizens of Los Angeles, please forgive me. In LA. And yes, that is indeed the hood. The reason why I'm uh, shouting out this sis is for a very simple yet prominent uh, reason. Because throughout our interaction, she became the Marlo to my Nini. This Nubian goddess tapped me on my shoulder at the bus stop on my way to work and told me to cover my tracks because they were visible in the back of my head. And then she proceeded to assist me in covering up the tracks. This woman saved me a whole ass day of questions and those dreaded curiosity conversations from about black hair from all of my Caucasian and non-black co-workers and counterparts who do not wear weeds. I work in Santa Monica, and yes, I am the only chocolate thing up in there. Mm. If you are wondering, yes, this weave is beyond tired <laughs> and has <laughs> has many miles as has as many miles as the Underground Railroad. But I'm saving <laughs> to buy a house with my husband, and I'm hey. making do with what I got. Sheila didn't have to do what she did, but I am eternally grateful that she did not let me walk around looking any type of way. The world needs more Sheilas. And more Marlowe's. God bless and much love. Sincerely, Joe Smith. Joe, girl, you bless me. Because, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just, not, there's nothing, there's nothing better than a sincere thank you. <laughs> yeah. I share in your gratitude toward this uh, good Samaritan, this very kind stranger who lets you know, Samaritan. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Who lets you know that, you know, <clears throat> your work was undone in the back. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. Teamwork makes the dream work. And it really does. And since you clearly didn't see it. Yeah. I mean, because who has eyes in the back of their head? We need it. It takes a village, you know, sometimes. I and never know what my head looks like in the back. Never, ever. <laughs> and um, I mean, you know, I, I also in the spirit, I, I tweeted this link. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Oprah also was a Marlo to Gail's Nene. Um, yes. With the elbow. Listen, she said it's a little Ash Wednesday. It's just a little Ash, a little Ash, a little Ash Wednesday, a little Ash Wednesday on the elbow there. <laughs> and look, as they kept looking, look, Gail wasn't paying her no attention. She kept, she was like, yeah, but hey, can somebody give her some cream for those elbows? <laughs> because they asking about other things. Her glasses. Gail's talking about glasses. She's talking about like, I just don't. And she was like, I can't eat a raisin. How tight her dress was. Talking about spanks. <laughs> And I can only make them down this far. Listen, and Oprah's like, Oprah yeah, was like, elbows. hey, hey, Derek, somebody, please. We <laughs> Don't forget. We cannot have them talking about Gail's ashy elbows on the red carpet. <laughs> I know that's right. Bevy Smith is not coming for us. Not on my watch. And you know she would. She would. So, Joe Smith, thank you so much for writing. Listen, this week we should all endeavor to be a good Samaritan and be a Marlo to somebody's Nene. If we see somebody in need, 
Uh, we should see something hanging on somebody's you know what I'm nose. Saying? See something, say something. I did it on the metro this morning. I a, a young lady was yes. talking on the phone. All the lipstick on her teeth. Every like yes. the whole tube. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't. You know, I just caught her attention and said, "Hey, sis, you got a little." Hmm, hmm. She was like, "Oh my god, thank you, yes, girl." Because we all have to hold each other up out here. I'm glad you said that like that. That's another thing. It's one thing to Marlo somebody, but. When we use we use Marlo as a as a pillar <laughs> of an example of 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 taking care of our sisters now because Marlo didn't go Nene girl your weave is falling she Marlo quietly fixed Very, it so let that be a lesson to listen, us you don't have to call anybody out you know what I'm saying no. because I think about if it was me like you know I would want somebody to tell me I got lipstick on my teeth right. I don't want somebody yelling across the track. Like, I don't wear weave, but if I did, I don't want nobody being like, girl, I can see the whole MTA system in the back of your head. No, just come fix it for me quietly. All the time. All the time. See something, say something. So, yeah, Yeah. uh, that was, I I just thought that next week, you know, shout out to my sis doesn't have to be the same thing all the time. We're shouting Mm -hmm. out sisters doing amazing work. And this uh, good stranger, this awesome good Samaritan um, is doing awesome work in, uh, Los Angeles. She is out here protecting, protecting other women from the questions of and the confusion of uh, white coworkers who don't understand. <laughs> we salute you, Sheila. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. <laughs> we speak your name. We speak your name. All right. Kitchen table talk time. Gather around the tables, good good girlfriends, beloveds, and guy, and guy friends. friends, all friends. Friends, this is for everybody. Listen, however you identify, you're welcome here. And you can tell everybody. And you can tell everybody. Before we get started, the kitchen okay. table, I meant to do this in the beginning of the show. Uh, not a part of take a, taking out the trash because this is the furthest thing from trash. Uh, but I just want to let you all know that Anita Baker is is you know has announced her farewell con- uh, yes. tour. And uh, I have prayed about it and I believe that the Lord is going to allow me to be in the place. And I've already decided that I'm going to bring a golden hot flat iron to the show. Golden hot curling iron. Wave it in the air like you just don't care. I might got to find my old crimp iron. I still have. I believe if I search, if I search long enough, I could find a one inch golden, golden hot, (laughs) a one inch barrel golden hot curling iron. I'm pretty sure. I think I can find one. I'm pretty sure. But you just got to have it. You just got to have it for me. Maybe we should make that a thing. I think everybody who goes and listens to the show should go, if you have the means, <laughs> obviously, go take your fifteen ninety nine and go oh. purchase a golden hot if you can and find it in the hood. just wave it in the air. Wave we, it and take a picture and we hashtag must it. let Auntie Anita know that we are here. Praise the Lord. Yes. We must let her yeah. know that we are here and that we appreciate her life and her legacy. And the great work that she's done in the earth. You know what I'm saying? We respect it. I'm going to hold it by the cord and wave it around <laughs> like a Petey Pablo t-shirt. And no. Go, oh, you have <laughs> You're going to hurt somebody. You're going to hurt somebody. I'll do it high. I'll hold it the way people should hold their umbrellas. I'm going to anyway. wave. <laughs> I'm going to wave mine. <laughs> Especially during giving you the best that I got. <laughs> yes. Give we love you, Anita. 
We do so and much. And I'm going like, to weep openly. All in good fun. Oh my god. Might I might got I might give me a foam finger. Like I'm going out. I might give me a foam a foam flat iron. I'm just gonna stand squarely in my auntie status. I'm wearing a fanny pack. It's going down. Yes. Some push socks. I'm oh I'm gonna get me a Marcel iron. And you know the way that Clickety the old hair just clickety. Oh, you gonna put it on your back? Like spin it around yeah. real quick. <laughs> You got to have. I'm gonna have a pack of cigarettes. I'm not gonna light or smoke any of them, but I just feel like I need to carry them with me. Yes, it's just so much. We should go together. We just gotta see when these dates come out. But I'm down four flats. Let's yeah, do we it. should. Dust. We have to bring Dustin because Dustin. Me and Dustin be... have already talked about how yeah. <laughs> we are gonna be sliding across the floor. Yes, we might have to electric slide like we did in uh, Asante's room in Barbados. Like, oh man, we got to make this a thing. We all going together. Like, fuck it, just, that's it. I'm it's done. So excited! I'm wearing a, uh, a Figaro chain and uh, <laughs> wearing a harem Figaro chain and a fanny pack, and I'm wearing. I might give me a wig. Gold rings on my fingers. I'm going. Yeah, let's do it. No, might... it's gonna be it's gonna be a, an event. <clears throat> Show Leah. All right, let's get down to business. The kitchen table today. Are you snacking on anything? That's the first order of business. I'm actually starving. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm actually really I'm hungry. So sorry about this coffee. Um, listen, sis, you—it's the season. Tis the season. Listen, it is wintering all outside right now as we speak. Oh, it's disgusting. New York has—it's gotten past that beautiful point, and it's just gross. It just now. looks like it looks like a uh, mold. Like I was looking, walking today yeah. down the street, and how yes. like everything, everybody's car is all salt encrusted. The sidewalks are salt encrusted. Yeah. It just looks like your bread yeah. is going bad, and that mold is just <laughs> that ugly white mold is just terrible. Oh no, ours is black. It's black mold actually because and we got those phantom puddles. Mm-mm-mm. So you be thinking it's just like some dirt and it'd be a whole puddle of slush. Awful. It's like it's like a shit slushy. <laughs> but anyway, um need- no, so I'm not sir I'm not snacking. I have turkey burgers that I might eat afterwards. Good. <laughs> oh, I made yesterday some turkey burgers and fries. What about you? Uh, right now I'm drinking some water. I might make myself a smoothie for after we finish recording. Um I've been I've been enjoying my smoothies here lately. I'm Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good time. It's a good time. Today at the kitchen table at the kitchen talk. Table. Um we're going we the kitchen table. About. We are going to talk. Mm-hmm. Come on. Advice overload. Sometimes yes. we just feel inundated. Have you ever felt inundated with information? Um, you know, from from yeah. people who be all, they they are well intentioned, but you know, sometimes yeah, the advice is just it gets to be a bit much. I think as we navigate adulting, we are often faced with super tough decisions, right? So naturally getting advice and insight and wisdom and counsel it seems like a necessary and responsible step to take um but you know sometimes that information can be too much and especially when you know in the age of status updates and tweet tweet tweets and all kinds of social media opinions are literally everywhere and a lot of times people find we find ourselves receiving advice that we didn't necessarily ask for ask for um right so like and you know opinion. You know what they say about opinions. Every like single body. Everyone. That's right. Has one. Has so many. this. I thought that you might <laughs> be able to like this would resonate with you. Shout out to Fran. Every time I say resonate, I think of Fran. 
<laughs> I know. I, know. Uh, I felt like this would resonate with you <laughs> as a mom because, you know, all the time uh, people tend to tell Ooh. parents how to parent because of the way that they were parented or the way that they actually parented their children. So, yeah, do you have any personal experiences with advice, too much advice, unsolicited advice that you would want to share with the people on today? Um, I have a lady actually at work um, who loves to ask me questions that don't have anything to do with her and then also offer a lot of advice. She's a very sweet woman, but I think I lost it at one point on her. Um, I, I didn't get nasty, but I was very pointed and I was like, listen, um, you should just keep everything that you're thinking to yourself from here on out because I'm tired and we have to work together in this small environment. And it's probably just best for the both of us. If you'd stop intervening into what I have going on over here. And I made her cry. Um, got to the point where I made her cry. But and I had to take her into the conference room and be like, listen, I'm sorry you're crying. I had to give her a white woman apology because I wasn't really sorry for anything that I did or said. But I'm, I'm sorry you're crying. But, I, you know, this is just what it is. Like, we can't be over here always up in each other's business, always telling somebody how they need to do something. That shit gets frustrating. And then, like you brought out um, as a parent, especially when you're a new parent, people love to tell you what you need to be doing or what you don't need to be doing. Um, I've had multiple times where Noah might have a cough and somebody will say, she needs to go to the emergency room. No, she doesn't. Um, she doesn't need to go to the emergency room. And I, if I felt like she needed to, if she had a particular temperature, if she's gone through all the steps that I've, you know, I've, when I need, a, when I need advice, I ask for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not to say that I know everything, but I, it's, it, it, it gets to be super overwhelming when people are constantly telling you how you should be doing something. What about you? I can definitely speak from personal experience when it comes to advice and uh, unsolicited advice and, and too much advice in general. I think I've dealt with this um, as it relates to my professional life, because I think um, um, I think a quality of a good mentor is to um, be able to um, offer you know, perspective and, you know, maybe some insider suggestions as to how one might go about uh, navigating a certain situation. But um, I think the sign of a good mentor is to be able to, uh, you ask me a question and I give you, you know, my opinion, but like, however you choose to proceed, you know, going forward is, you know, your, your business, your responsibility, and I'm not going to hold it against you or feel any kind of way if you do something that's different than what I suggested. Um, I think sometimes in mm-hmm. academic settings, I think uh, I have found that certain mentors, it's like they, they may raise you to be like a mini me, like a mini them versus like figuring out what your mm-hmm. unique mm-hmm. Um, strengths are and what you have to offer and, offer the field and, you know, your, your lane as an academic and cultivating that space. So I've dealt with, you know, thankfully, uh, not lately in my career, but earlier on in my career, I struggled with, you know, what I felt like was a mentor who, um, was more, more interested in me, you know, just doing exactly what they say, like molding, molding my career so that they can take credit for my accomplishments versus, you know, Mm -hmm. helping me navigate different things to kind of, you know, 
learn how to make my own decisions as a professional eventually. Um, and I've also dealt with this as it relates to right. members of my family um, and, you know, parents, aunts, uncles, guardians, anybody who at one point had authority over you and could have told you what to do. As you get older, you find that, you know, it's you have to learn how mm-hmm. to enforce boundaries and stand in your identity as an, as a capable, uh, <laughs> competent and you know, adult who can make her own, his, his or her own decisions. Um, I can like, so a a good example of this is, you know, y'all know that I lost my car in August and I was inundated with all kinds of phone calls from concerned, uh, family members and friends who was like, you know, what you going to do now? And, you know, if I said I didn't know, and sometimes if I, if I didn't say I didn't know, it, it was like, well, this is what you should do. And then they would talk about all the things that they learned when they have had, you know, this similar situations and, you know, what kind of car I should get and, you know, whether or not I should own or lease, whether it should be new or used, all of the, everybody, everybody had a strategy. This is how much you should put down. This is the kind of interest rate you want. And while the information was useful, um, it got to be, uh, it got to be a burden, you know, it was like, I was, I, I felt like I was, com- I was so confused because every time someone said something to me, they were almost saying like polarizing, <laughs> like opposite things, like po- like polar opposite things. Um, and then, you know, cause I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So all that to say, I have definitely experienced, you know, feeling overwhelmed, uh, by the advice that I've received. Um, so, and, you know, as such, I felt confused yep. um, and, and stuck and, you know, not really knowing what to do. And it almost made me, as it relates to this, I should say, it made me kind of question my own capacity to make my own decision. Um, because it's like, dang, I really don't know. I didn't know all of these things. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so it, it played all kinds of mind games on me. So I can I, I I think that's why I wanted to talk about this because I have learned some very valuable lessons as it relates to um, what happens or what works best for me when I feel overwhelmed by the advice that I received. Um, and I thought that it would be, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's necessary conversation for us to have as we navigate adulting because there will be times where we have to kind of stand on our own too. And regardless of what everyone else's opinion is, we have to make, we have to mm-hmm. be able to take all the information that we receive, process it, and literally think through the best course of action to take for us. Um, and, it, and it's scary because it's like, you know, right? if you say... You know, if, if if you do exactly what your mama said, do if it goes wrong, then you can say, well, my mama told me to do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's that's what makes it scary. Right. It's like, well, dang, right. I've never had to, you know, do all this before. But, it, you know, it's like, girl, it's time for you to you can go. You can be a big girl and go to the car dealer and uh, tell the people what you can and cannot do. Like <laughs> You can you can do that. Right. So. Um, yeah. And so like, like, like we both brought out, there are different aspects where we have both received entirely too much advice, too many opinions. I know personally, um, when it comes to anything that I might have experience with, 
cooking mm-hmm. or if a friend tells me that they're having a baby for the first time. All I right. ever say is, you let me know if there's anything you need. If you have any questions, I'm here mm-hmm. for you. Same thing with Kia. Kia can attest. When she's going through it, I'll listen to her and I'll just let her know, like, I love you, sis. I'm here to support right. you. Let me know if there's any way in which I can right. help. Absolutely. And leave it at that. Um, and I know that cause... even when we mean well, um, <laughs> sometimes if you just, you know, strike out on, like, what you... And this is something I've had to learn myself. Like, I've learned, and you know... You learn, especially in different, if different relationships, it happens. And in friends, you looking out for your friend. You want to be a supportive friend. I can speak to friends who are dating people. You know, you hear something and, you know, your friend is dealing mm-hmm. with something and you immediately think like, well, I wouldn't do this or that. And I'm not in, well, you should do this or you should do that. And I have, you know, I have, I'm guilty of, <laughs> of, of, you know, just, giving advice that I wasn't asked for and I've had to go back and apologize be like you know what it's not my business know that whatever decision you make I'm going to be your friend and support you through it um I'm here to talk things out if you need me to to be that person mm-hmm. um but if not you know I can totally mind my business because I got enough things to worry about over here but uh <laughs> you know on the receiving side of that as well <laughs> I have also had to learn how to say to certain people you know, or uh, even to say to certain people like you did, like you pull old girl in the conference room and said, you know, the buck stops here. But some people, you know, it in terms of ne- negotiating when or yeah. when or when that may or may not be a productive conversation. You just got sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, stepping your fallback game up. <laughs> My fallback game is mean. Okay. <laughs> I want the Saints to know I'm a disappearing oh, yeah. act. Y'all better ask oh, Terry yeah. McMillan. Oh, yeah. Honey, I will be ghost. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? I know how to mind my business. And <laughs> if if there is a boundary in the friendship that I feel like even after I've communicated that, you know, this is a boundary for me. And if you don't respect that, then I know that it's, it's, it's in my responsibility to, you know, operate within the dynamics of our relationship in a way that suits my needs. So I know how to be like, all right, I'm out. Uh, or, and it's not even like some, I am, you know, completely ghost of you. Like I don't answer your phone calls or whatever, but it's just a matter of sometimes there's some space that's needed in order for people to, you know, navigate and process and deal with things as they, as they need to. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk about this and we right. don't want to give you advice about advice cause that's, <laughs> that's annoying. But, uh, I think the <laughs> message that I just, that I, we want to convey, um, that I think is an important one to convey is that, you know, part of being an adult is making your own decisions and taking responsibilities for however the cards may fall. Um, and information is necessary. You can get advice, you can ask for advice, but you know, be cautious of just kind of like doing what people tell you to do. Always take some time to go to yourself and figure out what you need to do. Right. Um, and take as much time as you need. I lost my car in August and it's been a struggle since then to try to figure out mm-hmm. what would be, you know, the best way. Cause you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. Um, I'm working now. Thank God. I love my job. Student loans is back. Them Bamas is like a car note. So my car, my car was paid off. Anthony was paid off. Mm, I mm. talked about this before. I wasn't expecting to have to pay another car note. 
And now it's like, you know, who wants to pay two car notes? <laughs> at, uh, and then, you know, having to deal with, um, you know, rent and right. other response, other bills. When I first lost my car, my family was really serious. And I don't want to say adamant, but they were um, felt very strongly that I needed to just go to the dealership and get myself a brand new car. Um, because I am a single woman and I live in this area and I don't have family and they wanted me to have the the comfort of a warranty. And I get it. All those things are valid concerns. Um, and I, you know, I never purchased a used car on my own. So they were worried that someone would take advantage of me. All of these things are valid concerns. And I respected them for that. But at the end of the day, I have to do some, I had to make a choice that's going to be the best for me. Everybody got all these opinions. Don't nobody got nothing on none of these bills that are in my mailbox right now. Not a coin, honey. No one offered, well, let me, I'll help you do X, Y, Z. Nobody said any of that. So at the end of the day, I had to sit back and I was receiving all, everyone, aunts, uncles, far and near, friends, people I hadn't talked to for years. Oh, I heard about your car. What you going to do? You should call this person. You should call that person. Look at this website. You should get this. You should get that. You should make sure you get this. Treat yourself. You deserve it. You had, you just, you know, went through school for all these times. Get yourself a nice car. God will work it out. Blah, blah, blah. And it really got to be a lot on me um, to where I was just like, all right. And I felt like I couldn't even hear mm-hmm. Or figure out what I'm supposed to do. And as a person of faith, it was really important for me. I would pray about it and be like, Lord, I want to make the best decision that's for me. I want to do, I want the car that you want me to have. Not to get too deep on y'all, but I was just dead serious about that. Like, I don't want to just run out here and, you know, getting this old wonderful car. And then 90 days later, they're going to be coming to get it because I can't afford the note. So, (laughs) um... I literally had to back off it like and I and I took the train and I was Ubering in the car with strangers and and mad uncomfortable because I wanted to make sure that I did everything that I needed to do to make the best decision for me. Um, so I had to fall back. I literally told my mom we wasn't talking about it no more. I listened to everything that my grandparents <laughs> had to say. And then I said, OK, I'm not going to say nothing else to none of them about it. I'm going to literally pray and do my research and figure out what's best for me. And um, I can confidently say that I feel like I made the right decision because on Saturday, your girl went to the Honda dealership and now she has a new man in her life. You know what I'm saying? He's black and strong. And, you know, he keeps me safe and lets me drive. His name is Sean. (laughs) It's that little Honda Accord, honey. She's not brand new, but she's new to me. I love him. Nice. Yeah, man. Because I mean, it just got, and it's been six yes. months. You know what I know I'm saying? That's right. But I got to the point where it was just like, all right, I literally can't listen to nobody else tell me what I should do. I have to trust that I have literally weighed all the options and done all my research and did what I wanted to do. And I was, I was nervous because I had never done this thing, these things by myself. My first car, my grandfather literally, I literally told him how much money I had. He went and got me a car. When I got my, when I got Anthony. It was a new car and he took right. me to the Honda dealership and we talked to the man and got the car. So it was literally my first time having to do it on my own. And I was nervous, mm-hmm. um, but it was something that I felt like I needed to do for myself. Um, 
and to prove that I could do it. I even went in there. I negotiated. Right. I talked the man down. The car that I got is on CarMax right now for like four to five thousand dollars less than what I paid for it because I'm good at what I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of that is um, hey. water under the bridge. I just wanted <laughs> that experience really kind of charged me up to have this conversation because advice will cripple you. It will. <laughs> It will. And I mean, we Keisha brought up a good point because I mentioned this to her it when will. I was on the phone with her before we started recording. It's like some of us get stuck in that place of like collecting information. And it's like, oh, I'm still praying about it. I'm still doing this. And, you know, we just stalling because we don't want to move our feet. <laughs> the, and it's it's so it's it's so many things, too. Um, you know, I mentioned briefly, you know, just even with motherhood, people always telling you what you need to be doing as far as how to raise your child. And it comes into play with what you should be feeding them. Um, breastfeeding versus formula how feeding. How to dress them. Um, how to discipline you know, them. Doctor, <laughs> how to dress them. Man, listen. How to discipline them. That's such a big one. Nothing. And the thing is, you ain't got nothing on these doctor bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not getting because ready these copays are real. These copays are real. My sister's a pediatric nurse. Yo, on top of that, that's time off work. Like y'all ain't taking her to the doctor. That's time off work. That's all. T- that's so many things that you have to factor in to make sure. And you want to make sure that you're taking the best care of your child. But when I need, you know, I ask questions to the appropriate people. Like I said, my sister is a pediatric nurse. So when I have questions about her health or whether or not like, hey, do you think that I need to take her to the emergency room at this time? Well, what's her temperature? Well, have you done this? Well, what are her symptoms with this? It helps us out quite a bit. And so um, like Kia said, you just have to take advice with a grain of salt. Um, you have to offer advice with a grain of salt. Don't offer advice unsolicited. Always wait for somebody to ask you. We have to be conscious because as frustrated as we get when things are too much and too and we're overloaded, we have to be conscious that we are not exhibiting the same behavior that's frustrating us. And a lot of a lot of people have right. a problem with that because it always comes from a good place. So I think that this conversation was super necessary because, like you said, um, right. You know, we don't know everything. So it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to ask questions to the appropriate people. But do your own research, do your own, you know, look through, follow up all of like do your own thorough research as to what what you're questioning and then ask the people who you feel are appropriate. And it's okay for you to stop other people and let them know, like, hey, this is I appreciate the motive, but it's a bit much for me right now because I'm getting it from all ends. Um. I know we had a couple a couple of tweets earlier, actually, from different ones, and that's been brought up about mm-hmm. people offering advice or asking too many questions about when they're going to have children and offering advice about how they're getting too old or it's like to speak on yeah. people's uteruses. Like, when it comes to all of those very personal things, we need to mind our own business unless somebody comes and asks us. I mean, it's real. And, you know, this applies to, like, to many areas uh Decision making, you have to make decisions at all, to all, all junctures of your life. Mm-hmm. You never, you know, this is really what adulting is all about. You know, you have to decide which college is best for you. You got to decide which apartment, which city you're going to live in, which job you're going to take. And all of this stuff, you know, it builds your confidence in, in your uh, in yourself and your own decision making. You really should just jump out there and do it as soon as you can. Some uh, the best advice, some of the best advice I've ever received. Is that, you know, the sign of, of being a responsible adult 
is one is someone who is able to be critical of information and not just consume mm-hmm. it and think that every everything that you receive is like a prescription um, for what right. you should do. Um, but, you know, being conscious and aware of how you make decisions and then being responsible for the consequences of those decisions that you make, because there will be some decisions that you make that result in failure. But the lesson that you learn is a valuable one still. Um, so, yeah. Right. I don't know. I think that I think. Yeah, I think that we just wanted to talk about it because, I mean, you're going to have to you want like we said, you're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> We all going to have to deal with it. I know this is not the first thing. People ask me all the time, oh, why Why are you single? When you going to have kids? You should do this. You know, I know how old I am. I am very much conscious of, of you know, the health of my uterus and uh, my capacity to procreate. I know I am yeah. well aware. You know, people, people ask, you know, all kinds of things. But it's come, like, I'm just trying to be better and more confident and doing things that work for me. Right. Even down, yeah. No. It's got. It's just got to happen. People keep asking, well, you know, Noah's about to be five, so, like, are you all trying to get started on the second one, or what's going on? Again, like I have told you all, I <laughs> am not having another kid until my first one knows how to pour their own juice and can pour <laughs> the juice for the sibling. Like, I need this other, I need this first child to be well and in place so that there are because there are going to be times where they're going to have to look after themselves. I know how it is. My mother had two kids. So, you know, we can talk about bad parenting all we want to. I'm not talking about draining my children, but there are going to be times where the first one has to be occupied because you're going to have to tend to the second one. And I have a lot of work that I have to do. And so therefore I need my first child to be. So I'm going to have my second child when I'm ready to have my second child. <laughs> I'm well aware of how old my kid is going to be, how old she's going to turn. And don't worry, we're going to get going soon. Yeah. It just becomes a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. It It is a lot. lot. I've had people, we can have, this is going to be a whole nother conversation that we'll get to later. But, you know, since I've dyed my hair, um, and when I was thinking about dyeing my hair, I did receive some questions. Not necessarily advice, but I did, you know, there were some people in my life who were like, you know, uh, curious as to how this was, whether or not the color of my hair was going to impact the way that I'm perceived professionally. Um, and it did give me pause for about 30 seconds. Um, but again, you know, like I said, this is another conversation because I think black women have to, to contend with, yeah. with this. Uh, yeah, this, this needs to be of, a This kind of thing, right. This is the kind of thing that black women have to contend with and navigate, you know, throughout, throughout our lives um, for a whole variety of reasons. But I said that <laughs> to say, like, you know, I had to make a decision. Um, and my decision was based on, like, you know, I don't want to start to get into the practice of denying myself of things that I want to do or things that are important to me, whether they be permanent or temporary, Mm -hmm. because other people are uncomfortable because I don't have any control over, you know, and it's not my job to make people comfortable. My job is to do amazing work. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the color of my hair does not impact the quality of my work. Um, And as such, I'm going to do what I want to do. And 140 characters. (laughs) In 140 characters, <laughs> it is your opinion of me is none of my business. None of <laughs> none. 
It's none of my business. So I like I'm just gonna be resting over here with this platinum here. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Uh, on my storm. And I just feel like I can pull it off. I can still you be are pulling all it off. things professional and academic. I, I don't feel like it changes anything. It doesn't seep into your brain. It's not affecting the type of work that you're producing, how you speak, none of that. So outside of that, I think you guys can just mind your business, honestly. And I don't uh-huh. even really think it's hood. It's not hood. It's 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 fashion forward. It's chic. I'm giving the girls Tabitha coffee, honey. Get in. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I love Tabitha. You gotta wear all black and have that platinum hair forever. That's oh, me what I want to do. That's what I would like to do. That's how I see myself. I'm the Tabitha coffee of Academe. <laughs> and I'd I'd like to round this discussion <laughs> off. I want to use this lovely time um, while we're talking about advice to answer. A lot of you, a lot of you, a lot and a lot and a lot of you who continue oh to reach out. Um, oh, no, because I love everybody. Okay. Who continue to reach out about advice on podcasting. I don't <laughs> think that y'all realize that there are like a smooth 15 of you every day who will ask us to help. Um, with advice on podcasting. This is not to say that we don't want to give advice or that um, we don't want to help everybody out. It's just super time consuming. And I feel like podcasting is going to be one of those trial and error things for people where you have to feel, see if it works for you, which is everything. You have to see if stuff works for you. Um, but unfortunately, it's just really rough to be able to respond to everybody. And we try to respond, even if it's to say like the same thing over and over again. Um, But, you know, we don't literally have the capacity to get to everyone. I think what I'll say, the advice that I would share is the same advice that we got when it, when it came to podcasting is that uh, can't nobody tell you how to do it. (laughs) So, They can't, um, you know, because it has that to I'm be gonna... authentic to who you are as a person. Exactly. Um, so this show is really like live and direct. It's Jade and Kia. This is how we talk on a day to day basis. If we was on FaceTime mm-hmm. with no microphones, if there was no uh, nothing was being recorded, this is how our conversation would naturally uh, be. Um, right. So, yeah, whatever information we can give, we 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 do try to give, but a lot of times it's just a matter of volume and not having yeah. the capacity to, um, you know, get at, uh, to get to every, um, every single question that we receive. Cause we get questions via, uh, IGDM, Twitter, DM, Facebook, Facebook. messenger, email, <laughs> email. And I mean, I, I absolutely, I don't complain because I, no, I think not at all. I love the fact that y'all listen to the show and y'all feel comfortable enough to ask for help because that's that's the premise of what we're here to do. Um, but yeah, but we don't know all things podcasting. We, and when it comes, and to how many times? How many times do that. I say? Sorry, no, good. How many times do I say that I don't know what I'm doing? Y'all, don't, I'm not doing that for laughs. That no. is the truth of my reality. <laughs> Like, ask Kia. I truly don't know how to work my computer. I don't know how to do so. I can't oh. tell you what you should be doing. 
You know what I'm saying? You have to do your research and figure out which type of equipment works best for whatever setup that you're going to have going on. As far as topics, as far as content, that has to be exclusive to you and what you come up with and your personality has to shine through. And all I can say to everybody across the board is consistency is key. So I, outside of that, I just want to let you all know it is simply a matter of volume. And I applaud the fact that so many of you are, are moved and, and want to create these platforms. And I think that it's super important for us to continue to speak out um, and continue to, to create platforms that are upbuilding for, for one another as a community. But it just gets hard to answer everybody. <laughs> so you guys are super dope. That doesn't mean don't stop writing in, don't stop asking questions. Um, but just know that while you're asking a question, so are like so many other people. So that's all I wanted to say as far as advice was concerned. Totes my goats. And that being said, we'll head to the honesty box where we'll yes. give some advice. Ha <laughs> ha. Just kidding. <laughs> Honestly. Truly. Honesty box time. <laughs> Honesty box. I thought okay. you were going to do Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> school and get in like I used to just raise I was really a terror like I, I literally learned it just so that I could do it in <laughs> high school we were um it was it was like atrium like the design was an atrium so it was literally like these cubes it would be glass like glass and all windows like all the walls would be windows and it would like be an atrium so it was such an echo the acoustics were marvelous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would literally find a place where I would be good and loud and ha I would get so much trouble. My administrators would be like so funniest, most problematic movie. Yeah. And me and my friend Serena did uh uh The Little Mermaid. Which one? Ha it's keep weird. singing. Yes, we would totally do it. She would be at the top of the stairs, like keep singing. <laughs> yes, Terrible. keep going. And my my administrator would, Mister Eaton, would be like Takia, Takia, and he would just point to his office, like please <laughs> get in yeah, there. I'm sorry, I'm going. Good times. That was me. Trolling in school was the best. Yeah, man. I would I was such a troll and I was such a class clown and raising so much hell and then I would like be on an honor roll all my friends would be like but how I'd be like because I'll go home and do my homework because I do my work now <laughs> me clowning ain't got I, shit to do with what's done Rhonda is not here for any C's she will bust me upside my face y'all can clown if you want to but I'm not clowning when it comes to these papers certainly <laughs> not certainly not all right sis do you want to read the honesty box or me okay I can read. Okay, read. Honesty Box this week. Hey, Jaden Kia, I just want to say that your podcast gives me life and I love what you do. You are an inspiration to the highest degree. Aw. Thank you, girl. So precious. Let me spin you out a tail and get right to it. Let me okay. spin you a tail and get right to it. All right. I'm a 24 year old fifth grade teacher that still lives at home with my parents. Okay. I'm stacking my coins so that I can move out one day. 
There are serious pros, but even more cons. Specifically, Mm -hmm. my parents, mostly my mom, feel like I'm trying to isolate myself from them when I'm not in the same room as them. I have told them on multiple occasions that it's not personal. I see you every day, but I really want me time. What did I do that for? Now it's a whole bunch of passive aggressive comments every time I come home. Like, are you going to bless us with your presence tonight? (laughs) Or when I do join them, it's been 84 years. Glad you could make it. I respect my parents, so I never sass them. But in the theater of my mind, I'm like, I am a whole grown woman. Come on. I don't need your side comments or your shade. Let me go to my room and leave me alone. I haven't reached my savings um, goal yet, but I can't take much more of my parents' pettiness. Should I just pack up and leave now or should I grin and bear all the comments from my parents? Sincerely distressed homebody. Oh, all right, DH. Um, I don't feel like your parents are going to stop being petty, whether you leave or you don't. So no. I say, I mean, when I say that, I mean, like, even if you were to move out, when you do go over there, they still going to be petty. So (laughs) they're still going to say, have their little comments and things like that. I think a lot of times it's not about, it's learning when to pick your battles and like, uh, and, and investing your energy where you want, want to, you don't have to, to me, you don't have to justify or your parents don't have to sign off on your decision to have me time. No. And this is why the Lord gave us doors to close. Hallelujah. Mm. So it's just a matter of, uh, you know what I'm saying? If you need to go in your room, it, I feel like if you ignore them, they'll eventually stop because they like, oh, she's not going to respond. She's not going to pay attention or they won't. But you'll it, like ignore them. I think you win by ignoring them. And it's not it don't have to be disrespectful. It don't have to be like, Ugh, I pay my parents dust. But it's like certain conversations you're not willing to have. Right. And if you've had a long day and you just need to go and you need to just take some time for a minute, especially since y'all are up in each other's faces because you live in the same house, they got to be okay with that. So you got to let whatever comments that they make roll off your back. Like, that's real. Um, and if it really, really bothers you, like it really bothers you and you and it's hard for you to get the get the capacity to let it roll off your back, then maybe you need to have one conversation and then from there figure out how to let it roll off your back by letting them know, listen, I love y'all, you know, and sometimes I want to kick it and sometimes I just want to go kick it in my room and I just need y'all to just chill out, like chill out on the comments, chill out on the pettiness. My love for you is not lost. It's not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? I am a grown woman who lives at home with her parents. Like think about where you were when you were my age and what you want to be doing and try to show me a little mercy. You know, and if you could have a very pointed conversation like that, or you could totally just ignore it. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's, it's yeah. Um, I would probably say something like, "Okay, when I uh, when I cut my hair short, I told y'all my family had like a little bit of a meltdown, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this at Typing Fast and Taking Care. So this time, when I cut it short again. I, I t- and I, t- I knew I was going home for Christmas. I did think about, oh, God, they're going to feel this way. I'm going to deal with these comments. I literally called and was just like, hey, guys. I called my mother and was like, sis, I cut my hair again. I wanted to. I like my hair short. It's what works best for my life right now. Um, I know that you like my hair longer, but I like it short. I don't want this to be a conversation that we have. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I don't mm-hmm. want me having short hair to ruin Christmas. So I'm letting you know beforehand that it's short. Um, 
And that's just it. Like, we don't have to talk about it no more. Like, right. you, I, I think, and, and I did so respectively. I didn't curse. I didn't tell my mother. I didn't, you know, it wasn't me about me reading her or, you know, it, it didn't even come to that. I had a very adult conversation. Like, so this is what I wanted to do. I, w- I did it. I'm really, I'm happy with my decision. Um, and it's done. Like when, and then when I, t- I was like, the hair is, you know, this cut off my head, swept up off the floor and in the trash. It's not coming back. So it's done. So we don't need to talk about it. We don't it need no to talk more. about it no more. So you could, like, I, you know, I don't know. You know your parents better than we do. So you, if, that, if that's not a, a route you can take, if you don't feel like that would be a productive conversation, then totally disregard this. But <laughs> if you do feel like, you know, it, it may be as easy as saying, um, mom, you know, Like I told you before, when I come home, I like to decompress and have my time for myself. This is not about me not uh, wanting to kick it with y'all. It's not about me not loving y'all. I just like to have my space. And it's no love lost. And I know that you like to make your little comments. But, you know, you don't have to do it. Because, I mean, like, I'm not not necessarily... If if you're doing this in effort to get get me to stop uh, going in my room when I come home from work, it's not going to work. So right, and I mean, I've actually. Oh, I'm sorry. No, saying, I, you can say I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> I'm going. Like, right. If you say it, like it's not going to change anything. I'm still going to kiss you on your forehead and say good night and go to my room and mind my business. Like that's it. Love you. We all have had to have. We all have had to have, or will have to have conversations with our parents that we don't necessarily want to. I had to recently deal with my parents, as grown and married. They decided that they were going to go to D.C. Um, and they're like, hey, we'd love to see our grandchild. Um, why don't you guys come down to D.C. for a couple of days since you're off? Well, girl, that's that takes a whole lot of planning. And it, this was just really last minute and I can't do it. And I kept telling them I would try to make it work. And I was trying to finagle schedules and this and that. It cost $80 in tolls back and forth to drive to D.C. in New York. At least. It cost was $16, $17 just to get back in New York from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So you, you're spending at least $80 in tolls. You got gas. Plus, that's time rounding up your family, packing, just preparing. And I finally had to tell them, like, yo, I, could, I can't do it. I can't and they fade gave it. me some grief about it. <laughs> I just can't fade it. I can't do it. And my mom was like, well, I was going to pay for your tolls. And I'm like, you but it's not just about that. the tolls. My, like, it's everything. Like, it's, <laughs> and you didn't lead with that. <laughs> but I got to prepare my family. We have to pack up and prepare the house and do this and that. And it takes time. And that's also this long in the car. And you guys are not right in the heart of D.C. You're way out in Virginia. So that's another additional time for us to drive. Like, it's just a whole thing. And I kind of want to just take my time on my break and be happy that I don't have to commute back and forth to work, let alone commute to Virginia. So she was disappointed, but it was what it was. And I stood my ground with it. And I wasn't going to have any more conversations about it after that. And she knew that. So you can say what you have to say and then just not have any more conversations about it and just try your best to let it let it roll off your back and ignore it because they're going to be that the way they're going to be how they are. They when when black parents get to a certain age, they just are how they are. And, they're not and sometimes change. they're not going to change. Sometimes you're able to like mom I've been able to shift my mom on a couple of things, but sometimes it's a matter of being like we're not going to talk about this no more, okay? For the sake of our peace and our love and having some nice communication with one another, we just gonna dead this conversation. And she's had to accept that some conversations just gonna be deaded. <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, 
Yeah. So as with regard to uh moving before you've saved the amount of money that you want to save, I would not do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would not do that. I know we talked about advice. Don't you wrote in. Don't do it. <laughs> like, I'm just saying I would not. Nah. I, if I was you, mm-hmm. I would not do mm-hmm. that. And I can tell you from personal experience, this rent is not something you want to play with. Girl, and it's not just rent. It's everything that comes along with it. It's utilities. It's you. You're going to be taking care of all your own food. I guarantee you that your parents pay for a good amount of groceries that you're eating in that crib. Not saying that you don't buy your own. But when you get totally out on your own, you are responsible for your whole being, for your whole self. And there are benefits that come with that that you will absolutely enjoy. But like every every, uh, privilege comes with cost. Like that's it. It comes with a price. comes with cost. So... I would definitely grin and bear it. We've all had to do it. And I would I would disabuse you of the notion that moving out is going to stop your parents from being petty. Because no. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that it's not going to stop. It never it's just, stops. It's going to, it's going to be <laughs> manifested in different ways. But honey, if you if you you can bear it for however long you need to save the money that you need to save, I would do that. Yeah. If I were you. I, I, I'm on board with that. 100%. Do not do anything prematurely because you're going to regret that exponentially. <laughs> It'll be much easier for you to let some shit roll off your back or tell somebody to leave you the hell alone <laughs> than it is for you to be out there prematurely taking care of financial responsibilities that will impact um, whether or not you sleep in a box or sleep in an apartment. Listen, sis. Or sleep in an apartment with no lights. I was definitely <laughs> living at my grandparents' house when I was 24. I've been on my own for a very long time. So I'm coming from a different perspective. Yeah. Don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, I was able to stack a good amount of paper so that when I'm, I think I was 20, I was 26 when I moved out. Woo. 26. When you moved out, I would had been living out for a while at that point. <laughs> well, I was in school for most of that. Right. But, and I wish that I would have lived at home while I was in school. And I wish I would have lived at home for a, a larger chunk than what I did. Um, while we were talking about advice, one of the worst pieces of advice I ever, I went through like a whole bunch of stuff and my friends were like, move to Oklahoma, like just get out and leave and just move somewhere where you don't know anybody and blah, blah, blah. And I just did not even thinking about it. And it was the worst <laughs> four and a half months of my life. Got a good job. Lived a lavish life because the cost of living is two cents there. But I was miserable. But you learn things and the I experience was, is still valuable. But yeah. Always. So, yeah. So, sis, I hope that that's helpful. Um, let us know how things work out. But we're yeah. just offering our insights and perspectives. Again, take our advice with a grain of salt and do what works best for you. Yes, season your food the way that you like to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Eat the meat and spit out the bones. That's it. <laughs> that is it. So oh, did you see the update? I'm not the update. I'm sorry. Did you see the uh, a follow-up email? I'm sorry, while we're in the Honesty Box segment. Um, we, uh, The follow-up email that we got to the Honesty Box from last week. I didn't, but you want to read it? Uh, it sure, it why long, not? Or? Um, let me see. Oh, Lord. Okay. You know, I'd have to find it, and that's just a lot of time. All right. So <laughs> well, we'll update. We'll we'll have an update for next week. 
yeah, we'll do that next week. I'll be sure to pull it out. But let's move on to the petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty peeves. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was Ace Ventura, not Shanita. Um, I'm actually going to read a petty pee from a listener this week. Praise the Lord, niggas. I love saying that, by the way. Me too. Okay, so I have a petty peeve that I've been meaning to write in for a long time. I don't remember hearing this one on the show yet, so hopefully no one beat me to it. Anyway, maybe I'm just a terrible person, but I cannot stand when people stand too close to me in the checkout line. Like, girl, ma'am, sir, little boy, little girl, I really (laughs) need you to get... You back up off of me. I'm aware that I probably have a larger personal bubble than most people. However, nigga, if I feel your body heat, if I can hear you breathing, if I can smell you or your breath, you're doing the absolute most and I need you to exit my bubble immediately. You inching up behind me is not going to make the line move any faster. And when I inch up to get away from you, stop inching up behind me again. I'm trying to get away from your ass and you steady rolling up on me. Whoa, my goodness, my blood pressure. Seriously, though, am I alone? Absolutely not, because I read this all in my own voice. (laughs) How are people so comfortable being so close to strangers? I've been taking kickboxing classes lately and I really be standing there imagining myself taking them down. Your girl be ready to literally throw an elbow. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Love y'all. Keep him. Keep <laughs> me. It's a precious fountain. I, that, like, I cannot stand when people, I, I, I mean, I guess it's no secret that I have no problem speaking about things that are making me uncomfortable, but I will turn around and tell somebody like, yo, you got to like, stop, back up just a little bit because you're too close. Like, it doesn't make anything move faster. Why do people stand so close to people? God, on the train, when there are mad seats and people come and sit right next to you. Like, I just, I can't stand it. Or they come and they, they even, ooh, even when it's crowded, but they come and they breathe right up on your ear like they're whispering sweet nothing. I can't stand it. So this personal petty peeve, this resonated with me. Shout out to Fran. Shout out to Fran. This, <laughs> this resonated with me <laughs> like nobody's business. Thank you for this. That is my petty peeve this week. All right. Um, I have a petty peeve that is from my personal. Uh, this is this is one of my own personal petty peeves. Okay. Um, if you are a man who is trying to date me, do not ask me why I am single. If you do that, I'm going to say something offensive that's going to hurt your feelings probably. And then Because a nigga's like you. <laughs> like I'm going to I'm going to turn it around and make it your responsibility or like I'm not like cuz I'm I'm frustrated by that question because I don't know what kind of answer, like what expectation? Like what is it right. what is a I just if I want to ask the, the person who asked, like guys who asked that question, what is it that you're looking for a woman to say? Are no, you are you, you flip it back on? Are them. you waiting for for me to out myself? Like you know, I'm not single because I'm single because I have these issues. Like, what do you want me to say? Um, why are you single? But why is it like okay? Why do we talk about single like that is some sort of death sentence? Right. Um, or it's not something like, you know, I'm like, I'm not single by choice. It's, <laughs> why do we assume 
you know, it's because something's wrong. It's because it's because something happened. That's what. No, it annoys me. It annoys me, and it's a quick way for me. I mean, to, if you want to get blocked by me, <laughs> that's a quick way. That is the fastest way for you to get blocked by me. Ask um, me why, why I'm still single. So, like, I'm saying, yo, like, I'm looking at you, like, I'm trying to figure out how you single. Like, why? I had a man ask me last week why I'm not married. Oh, my God. I just need to know why you're not married. What's what's your problem? You crazy or something? Nigga, walk away from me. It's not legal for me to marry my Walk away from me. Walk away from me. I can't. Niggas, and you know what? When niggas ask dumb questions... They they get surprised when you when you like bark at them. I didn't or even. Niggas, yes, they do. They're like stunned because to them it's yeah. not a dumb question. But he was totally when he asked me, he said, OK, why are you single? I was like, I don't like nobody. <laughs> he right. was like, you don't like me? I was like, well, <laughs> not now. <laughs> Nigga. No, I don't actually. Actually, you blew it. Kablooey. Yeah. Like you just by blew asking it. me that dumbass question. I didn't ask you why you single. And again, why does it have to be associated? A lot of men are single. Yes, there are men who want to be in relationships, but a lot of men are single because they choose to be. They're not ready to be married yet. They're enjoying their single life. Why is it for a woman, if a woman is single, there's something wrong? How come women can't choose to be single as well? Why can't it be something that we bask in? Don't all me. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm not opposed. I'm not anti relationship. Like, cuz I like a variety of dicks and I'm not ready to settle on <laughs> yet. I just, that's why I I'm still single. I just, like, just say something outlandish. Listen, <laughs> of our male listeners, if you are out there and you can offer me some insight and perspective into the, why that question is constantly nah. asked, I'm mm-hmm. curious. I'm literally curious. I would love to know. Why, like, why would you ask me that? Because when I say, why would you ask me that? It's, a, it's immediately like, oh, defensive, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm here. I can't. No, I'm I'm good on that. I'm completely good on that. And no, I don't get asked that question, obviously, but I'm super annoyed by it. So that's my petty peeve. I'm saying to people, y'all got to stop. Yeah. Don't ask that question. Ask. If there's any men who listen to this, don't ask that question. Don't ask me that question specifically. Please. Right. Please. But don't ask anybody that question. <laughs> like take it out of your take it out of your vocabulary. All of that. Like take the whole throw the whole question throw away. Throw the whole question away. <laughs> and and stop stop um equaling being single with something negative. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm working. Like <laughs> I'm busy. I'm I'm booked. I'm out here. I'm busy. I got things that I'm working on and dating is cool. I'm not anti-dating, but I'm not out. Like I, you know, in terms of priority, in terms of, yeah, I go on dates. I do things. I do all kinds of fun things, but I'm not sitting here waiting for a relationship. I got a life to live, my dude. Word. And I'm out here and my Word. phone is not dry. God bless you. <laughs> it's not. I know you're looking at me like, oh, oh, bless your heart. It's not. I'm good. Like, no. It's mad unsolicited dick in these DMs. <laughs> <laughs> this dick I ain't even asked oh for. Oh, my God. You're out. How about that? Don't send me no dick pictures. No, I'm not saying send dick pictures Please, either. God. Because another thing you need to take off your throw the whole throw dick away. Throw the whole dick away. <laughs> In the garbage, like how my daddy say, my daddy, uh, my dad don't say garbage. He says garbage. 
Throw it garbage. in the garbage. <laughs> garbage. That is garbage. Every time you think, every time you think about sending a dick picture, a puppy dies. Remember that. Ah, <laughs> can't you just hear uh, Sarah McLaughlin singing in the background? <laughs> In the arms of the angels. Every time you whip that thing out and you get ready to send this to somebody, Sarah McLaughlin is singing. <laughs> <laughs> so put it away. Put that thing up. Like, like how put we it up. cut it off. Put it up. Put that up. Cut it out. Put that up. Please. Don't nobody put that up. Put that up. Put it away. <laughs> Oh, that's enough. That's the end, ladies and gentlemen. That's we the have end. Yes. So much on today. Thank you yeah, all. Yeah. So, for listening. Um, what were you gonna say? Yes. So, uh, make sure you're sending your honesty box questions, your petty peeves, and your kitchen table talk suggestions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and continue to drink your water. Mind your business. Moisture, stay moisturized uh, because your black will absolutely crack if it's dry. And put your dick away. <laughs> Son, did you know somebody Somebody got a t-shirt? Somebody, did you see it? We was tagged on Instagram. No, I didn't like see a, a, a mind your business moisturizer. Oh, mind yes, your- I did. Thieving ass thieves. <laughs> That's all right, though. You heard it here first. It's fine. <laughs> if somebody comes out with a praise the Lord nigga shirt, though, I'm fighting. Listen, shoulders. I'm clap. fighting. But it's fine. What? Physically. It's fine. Anyway, have a blessed week. <laughs> <laughs> We are ridiculous. <laughs> Bye. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Isa, where I, your host and astrologer, Isa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Isa wherever you get your podcasts.